everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman. How's it going, Kim? Hey. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's been a it's been a week. It has it's been um a really interesting week here in the Los Angeles Orange County area because it is raining. Thank your God. It's raining right now. It's been raining for days. And this is so <laughs> No, no, the unusual. best the best thing is the five freeway was flooded. I mean not the best thing, cancel cancel, but you know. The five freeway. Which is a major artery and life cannot exist, you know, without the five freeway or the 405 or the 110 to the 405 oh to, the, to the 91. It's insane it, out there right now. But I flew in from Arizona on Saturday. I was out visiting my uh, oldest daughter and grandson. Love, love, love them. And I'm on the five coming back from John Wayne Airport and the freeway is shut down. 17th street and yeah. i can't get to the 57 yeah and i'm like gridlock like yeah. uh, i've never it, i've never experienced that kind of kind of makes you uh wonder if everybody had to get out of dodge you know it, we're in we're on the coast we're on the pacific ocean you can only go so many directions and <laughs> west is not one of them so unless you have a boat yeah right or a whale or something. But it, yeah, if you had to leave LA, that Los Angeles basin, I, yeah. It, and in, a, it, in an emergency. It's interesting because the uh, Waze wasn't working. I couldn't download things. And I had just talking to a client about teaching your children street names and how to get around because we used to know that. Like I was raised in Hollywood and I could tell you every street from Franklin down past yeah. Wilshire. Yeah. I work with so many people. Um, I have so many employees that were literally born in the year 2000. I have a whole like crew of right. 2000 babies. So they're 22, 23. I was explaining the Thomas guy to them the other day. And they, it's like they're sitting by a campfire watching me tell this story like, oh, wow. What? I know. Yeah. So I think our message uh, for becoming a modern shaman today is learn how to get out of Dodge if you need to. <laughs> and teach your children. Teach your children the the yeah, street or, names. Yeah, like, but we don't have to do that anymore. And I, but we, but we might. Yeah, we might. I, you know, if the phone didn't work and the GPS didn't work, what would you do? So, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, learn phone numbers. It's oh my god. I I 
We went kayaking in the LA River and my phone got all wet, stopped working. And I didn't know how to, I could borrow a phone, but I didn't know anybody's number to call. I don't know anybody's number oh, anymore. Wow. Learn your mother's number. Learn your, learn your, learn your, learn your fiance. So Luis and I are, we're actually trying to learn each other's numbers. It's hard. Why is this so hard? It is different. I used to know my bank number. Oh God. My bank account number. I could recite. I I do still know my DMV number, but I know my ex-husband's social security number. That one. I I feel so powerless. Powerful. I could, you know, no, but anyway. That's funny. I know. That is actually funny. But yeah, the memorization of numbers and names and poems and things, it's it's a lost art. It is because we don't have to do it anymore. So keep an eye on that, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, Isabella. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) There's no segue from learning numbers to believing in ghosts. I'm just slamming right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. I do. I do. I, I, um, I speak to ghosts and I know I'm so fascinated by that. (laughs) I wanted to ask you about that today. Um, there's, you know, are ghosts different from spirits? I don't think so. No, I think uh, a spirit is a ghost unless you're drinking. Then there's those spirits. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) No. I, um, there's so much to talk about, right? And first of all, I want to say your Valentine's Day dinner was divine. Oh, thank you. And your great little, uh, ghost tour. It's the second year that we've done that here at the restaurant at Modern Shaman. Um, we do a haunted romance edition and we work with a local (laughs) storyteller slash historian slash researcher, um, uh, it's called Haunted Whittier Tours. Uh, Jacob Caputo. He and I. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he he's done the work, and he's third generation Whittier, so he's really drilled down and has some personal stories, and then also the folklore and the legends of um, everything going back to when this was Tongva um, land. So when it was the indigenous Tongva, Tongva, Tongva. That was the, the tribe that was here. Was here, yes, yes. Before there was a single building, but um, you know, eventually the Spaniards came and the and the Mexicans were here, and then the Shakers moved into to Whittier, and it and it's called, got quite a history. Called it Whittier, yeah, after so, a poet. Oh, yeah, John Greenleaf Whittier. Interesting, and we are on Greenleaf. We are sitting on Greenleaf. Well, John, if you want to come through, we're open to you. So Um, there are so many layers of ghost stories mm -hmm, in this mm -hmm. area, and there's, it's got to be true for absolutely, you know, everywhere, anywhere. Well, where I live in Fullerton, there are vortexes. So back in the day, uh, I think they also have a ghost tour that they do. But let's see, in the 90s when I was living in Fullerton, and learning about vortexes and energies in the alleys of Fullerton. I, I didn't even know about the things I know about now. I hadn't dealt with ghosts and clearing homes and buildings the way I do now, uh, but I was fascinated by it. I was absolutely fascinated by it. And and so your ghost tour, which my fiance and I went on, where he, you know, downplays a lot of 
what I believe in and what I do. He's and a, I, could you, could you call him a skeptic? It, it's not that he's a skeptic because he's experienced things himself, mm-hmm. but I think he prefers to not. And so he doesn't, you know, I think that some people out there are so sensitive and can mm-hmm. and block it mm-hmm. so that they don't, they can live here. So they can be in this 3D dimension and not see all that stuff all the time. So for those of you out there that are sensitives, that do see ghosts or have felt the energy and blocked yourself, I'm here to tell you, me too. Because when I first started this, I would have these dreams, Kim. I mean, they were horrific. Okay, when you say this, when you started this, what do you mean by that? (laughs) When I stepped onto the path of becoming a shaman and being an energy healer and doing house blessings and clearings and clearing big, like 30,000 square foot buildings in Irvine or big parcels of land in Maine or, you know, it, it was like I was so new at it and I would have these dreams, horrific dreams of like my feet bloody and burning or my back bloody or or my my like I'm healing somebody and and the energy's disappearing and just this really creepy stuff so but you but it's not your stuff I don't or know it could be past life stuff yeah right? I thought it was past lives of me being a healer in a past life or me remembering things and I remember sitting up in bed in my little house in Fullerton and saying okay spirit this is what it's about. I'm not going to do the work. Now, I said spirit, right? So when I'm talking to spirit in that way, I'm talking about my higher power, my God, my the universe creator, however it is you look at it, my guides, my spiritual guides. Got it. Um, and I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm, if this is how it's going to be for me, I quit. I don't <laughs> sign up. I'm a scaredy cat. I scream at mice like I'm I'm not okay. I can feel it and I know I can clear it, but I don't have to see it. Yeah. Why do I have to see it? Yeah, yeah. gross. So yeah. I shut down my sight. So I was no longer able to see. And okay, so when you say you shut down your sight, what does that mean? How you were you were dreaming? Um, I was were you having like visions, visions when you were awake as well? Yeah, I mean, like I could see things and I could. You know, it wasn't just that I was feeling it or hearing it, although the hearing came slowly, I could see it. So I really I was not interested in seeing. I was more interested in my main healing tool, which was feeler. So mm-hmm. I believe that we are all feeler healers. I believe that we all come to this life with the capacity to feel energy. It is the very first sense that we cultivate in our mother's womb. The very first thing we do is feel. We can feel the vibration of our mother's heartbeat. We can feel the vibration of the energy around her. We can feel her vibration and her emotions. It's the very first thing we tap into. So true. I never thought about it. Mm -hmm. And then comes hearing. We're able to hear. And then we pop out of the womb and we can see. So I believe that those are the, the, the steps in cultivating our senses. Right. And so 
as a feeler healer and attracting feeler healers, I, I, you know, I'm interested, I was more interested in that. Now, then I began to hear more, I began to hear spirit and really be able to tune in to people that had crossed over when they come with a client. Not always, because I, I don't look at myself as a medium. I am very strictly an energy worker. I, I clear heavy energy. It's my specialty. But mm -hmm. I could walk in to a space and feel if there was an energy that was displaced, uh, there too long, didn't want to be there anymore, wanted to cross over, and I have a technique that helps them cross over. Now, not all ghosts want to go. Okay, that is so... Interesting and fascinating to me. Um, there, you recently did a clearing here mm -hmm. at the restaurant, and you also did like a powerhouse cleaning next door at uh, the sixty-seven forty at my husband's restaurant. Two separate places, um, and I'm just following you around, going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because you are, are you seeing these souls that have? Sometimes, I mean, I didn't shut down my sight completely. I can sometimes. Or do you but feel, are you feeling that? I feel it. Okay. Like I absolutely. Okay. Like, and you felt it. Oh, yeah. You could feel it. Oh, yeah. And then your husband came in after, which was fascinating, and said, oh, my God, I'm so much more relaxed in the office. Yeah, you know, he, he said it. I feel it's just clearer, clearer air over there. Like, yeah. And, um, and his business is even better. His business has increased. Yeah, that happens. That definitely happens. I, 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 but there were three guys that, oh, and one woman. So two guys and a woman that did not want to leave. You said, okay, so, so just remembering what happened that day, you basically identified that there were 10 spirits or souls or ghosts, leftover, whatever yeah. you want to call them, partying, hanging out. <laughs> Cause you know, he had, it's kind of a bar atmosphere in there. Um, well, it's a hangout, right? Like yeah. people come to have conversations, yes. to hang out. There's no loud music playing. It's so very homey. Even though they had left their bodies, they were still sitting at the bar. Right. But you know how I saw the one at the end that wouldn't leave? Yeah. Like he's just sort of squatting there. I could see his body. Like it's oh, not like wow. I see uh, white light or I, I see the form, you know, but like with him, he was just very like, this is my spot. I'm not leaving. Don't want to go. Don't want to go. And, you know, if the owner is okay with that, fine. But most owners are not and they want everyone gone. So what I say is, that's fine, but you're not allowed to be here any longer. If you don't want to go into your own light, if you don't want me to help you transition, if you don't have some healing that you need, then you need to back up at least 10 feet away from the building. So you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right? Right, right. So but, but that one guy came back, remember? Yeah. And yeah. he was like, okay, I want the healing. Let me go. I'm ready. You know? So sometimes ghosts watch me and they watch what I do because they're uncertain. Maybe they're super religious or maybe they just don't understand. And then once they see what I do, they're like, okay. I'll go. It's trippy. Can you Super describe trippy. for us what you're doing? What is your uh, technique? Uh, it's called death rites. And I learned it uh, as a 
way for people to transition. So, but that is something that but, shamans do. That is a yeah, shamanic uh, right. I don't know if all shamans do it. I, I, I've only studied with Alberto Violdo and the Four Wind Society. But what I think we talked about the previous show, what I learned from them awakened something inside of me. Yes. So when I went home and I was practicing on clients, I noticed that I was giving death rites a lot on somebody's body. So I do the chakra clearing, balancing, alignment. But I these do are the extractions. These are alive living people, people, right? Okay. And I'm doing death rites. And then I'm doing death rites again. And I'm like, okay, what is happening? Why am I doing death rites? And Spirit said to me, because you are releasing lifetimes off their energy field. So you're pulling up the wound. You're tracking the wound. You're pulling it up. You're clearing it out of the chakra and out of the energy body. And now death rites removes it completely. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they don't have to come back and repeat the same pattern again. So because that sounds great. A lot of times we come back and we're stuck in this karmic loop. And that karmic loop can be a conversation for a different time. But I was like, oh, okay, I understand. It's not death rites in that I'm helping a soul transition. It's death to the life time and the way you wore it on your it's energy body. It's very interesting. Very, that very interesting. And so that's what I do with the, with the people that are left. And sometimes I clear land that has like Indian massacre. So I've got like many, many souls at one time. And it's and, are a, they, and they're just kind of, um, are they stuck? Yeah. Oh, I, is that what you, I think there are different. Years? So I think there are souls that are stuck. Do they not know that they there are, are, are no longer souls that don't divide? know they're dead because mm-hmm. they died unconsciously. Mm-hmm. There are souls that are trying to make up for something and find seek forgiveness and absolution. There are, um, it's, it's always different. So, um, I don't go into their story. I, 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 I'm always about like, don't let your story define you. Don't, it made you who you are today and you can release that story with love and light and not live from a wounded place. So that's sort of it. I'm not going to sit there and track their story. If they're ready to go, I got a technique. I can let them go. But the first time that I felt this, I was in Maine, right? And I had already done a few house blessings. I'd, you know, I'd been flown to Maine, never done a huge chunk of land. And the client had kind of turned into a friend. So it, it wasn't like I was there to do the house blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there just to hang out. Mm-hmm. And I'm in her living room. Gorgeous, gorgeous place overlooking the lake, you know, beautiful Mm -hmm. piece of property. And I'm like, not well. And I'm pacing in her living room. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to her, is your husband worried about something? Is your husband pacing back and forth? Is is he uh, nervous? Is something happening? It was the only thing I could think of, right? And she said, absolutely not. Everything's fine. We're doing great. He does not pace in this living room. And I said, well, I feel a male energy pacing in this living room. And I kid you not, this is going to be a little gross, guys. So turn it off if you want. But I have a cast iron stomach. I do not throw up. I am not. I have 
a story about that. I just because I'm on ayahuasca, of course. Yeah, nothing's going to stop me from throwing up. But I just don't have a cast iron stomach. Mm -hmm. I run to the bathroom and I project a vomit all over her bathroom, and I'm like, "What is happening? Uh Something's wrong." Like, and I'm new to it, you know, so I don't really have all the information that I have now when I go to a place. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember, oh, get your mesa, get your toolbox and start clearing. Mm -hmm. Just do what you know how to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so I finished with vomiting and I'm so apologetic and so embarrassed. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. What's happening is happening. And I said, there was an, I, I would assume an Indian girl who got pregnant and her father um, was so angry with her. It was her father that was pacing back and forth. Wow. And it was her father's uh, hatred of, of the fact that she was unwed and got pregnant. And she jumped off a rock that was in the middle of where the land was, where the house was. Uh-huh. And she killed herself. She threw herself to her desk. And, and it was just devastating. And I felt all of it. I saw it all as this picture. And my client said, there was a giant rock here that we had to take out before we built our home. And I've always felt weird downstairs. And so I went downstairs and I cleared that entire property and I cleared that house for her. And I was fascinated by mm-hmm. what had happened to me. Mm-hmm. Fascinated. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. Like, to feel that and see that. And of course, that was 15, 14, whatever years ago. I've, I've had many, many, many more stories like that. But I think we wanted to make this show about teaching people to trust themselves and trust what they feel and trust their children. If their children say, I see something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or grandma's here or, you know, who's, who's passed over or, or, um, my kids for a long time after our dog died, we'd had her for 14 years Mm. and she was, she was like one of our, she was like a kid, you know? And, um, so animals, you know, I think come back and, and check in too. Oh, animals don't leave sometimes. I mean, yeah. your animal, I have definitely helped animals cross over. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Love that story. And animals do need healing as well. Like I had a client, uh, her dog went through cancer and chemo and she had me on point, you know, on call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would clear the dog from the medication I would clear the dog and that dog stayed alive and it was a cancer that usually kills right away and right. they uh, that dog lasted two years wow yeah. so yeah animals definitely um uh carry energy just like the rest of us and, mm-hmm. and feel they're sentient um you know just like humans or anybody else on this planet um I always said if I ever end up in a coma like God forbid, of course. Touch wood. Um, go now. I'm going to say go get Isabella. Like oh. I was always going to. Like I always thought if if somebody is trapped in their body, 
and maybe their soul's traveling, but still connected to their to their body because they're alive in a coma or on life support mm-hmm. or something, and are not able to communicate. That for for me feels like one of my greatest fears oh, to be wow. to be trapped inside my body, trapped to be trapped. Okay, so that's a past life that needs healing because you were trapped in a past life. And the energy still affects you and you wouldn't have that big of a fear. But let me tell you now, you are not trapped. The body takes longer. The body deva has other work to do. The body deva is different than your spirit, the soul rider. So your spirit is free. So never be afraid mm-hmm. of that because you won't be, your spirit won't be trapped. And your body is going to do whatever it is there to do. And transition when it's ready. Okay, but you. But even if the, when the body transitions, you are still working with people who, as you said, maybe they they died when they were unconscious, so they don't realize. And that's the work that you do, right? But to but help I differentiate with that. that from the spirit, isn't that interesting? The soul and the body are different. The body has okay. its own, I call it the body deva. It, it's, it's, oh yeah, what do you mean by that? Own thing. It's a yeah. deva. It, it's, yeah. you know, it's a, um, it's, it's very difficult to explain. It's like when we talked about me popping out of my body, right? When I had mm-hmm. that out of body experience. Well, there's a part yes. of me that can come out of my body, but my body that is connected to the earth, that is made up of the same minerals and energy as the earth, mm-hmm. right? We have yes. all the components. You look at our chemical compound inside, the same as the earth. Yes. She is, he is connected here. And so has its own trajectory, you know, uh-huh. has its own process uh-huh. of letting go when it's ready to go. Uh-huh. But it's separate. Mm-hmm. From your soul, from your spirit. Oh, yes. Subject for another time. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. It is a big one, and I think I have the perfect guest to come on our show and describe it better. Mm-hmm. What a great show! Yeah, it went yeah. so fast. I know it did. Because because I I personally am so fascinated by the fact that we have these meat suits that we wear, that we have these physical bodies that we're in 3D, that we seem like we're something solid, but we're really not whatsoever. We're we're, we're still atoms and neutrons and electrons buzzing around. But we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And how can we make that human experience better? By trusting ourselves more. By dialing in and not being afraid of the unseen world. Speaking of which, we have a minute left. <laughs> Let's pull a card. Pull a good vibes card. Yay. So my daughter and I developed this deck of cards however many moons ago to help people have a sense of positivity to pull every day and have a mantra to go throughout their day with. And oh, I love this one. Read it, Kim. Turn guilt into gratitude. And judgment into acceptance and fear into love. 
So if we can leave you with that, people will say, how do you turn guilt into gratitude? Be grateful for the experience you Absolutely. have. Be grateful for the experience you have. And every time you want to judge, find a place of acceptance for yourself or that person you're judging. Fear into love doesn't seem as easy as it sounds, but it is. Yeah. I'm super, super fearful. I'm super, super fearful right now of what's happening in the world. Blow it out. Step into love and say, I came to the planet to have this experience. And all I'm here to do is share love. Okay, everybody. <laughs> and with that, from ghosts to love. From ghosts to love. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. We can't wait to tune in again. And again, please send us any stories you have or if you'd like to be on the show and have a comment about something we've talked about in the past. Okay, where do people need to email? Shamanisabella at gmail.com. Oh, and guess what? We're live. We are big time. We are on Spotify. We're on, we're on iHeart. We're on uh, Apple. Yeah. And all so those other little podcasts. Wherever you find your podcasts. You can find a modern shaman. Thank you so much for Podbean that sends it all out there and makes my job a little easier. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Podbean. <laughs> you're right. starting a podcast. All right. Everybody have a great week. Woo! Till the next time. Peace. Bye.